Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Codex After Dark. My name is Tim. Down below is Tone Supa, the sci-fi swordsman. And joining us today is not Jamie, but the wonderful and beautiful Sal Rowe. Sal, Thank how are you. you doing today? I am doing fabulous. Thank you for having me on again. Oh, dude, it is always a pleasure to bring you on when Jamie goes and sits in a beer tent at a carnival and listens to a concert. (laughs) Are we sure that's what he's doing? That's what he told me. Now, what he said and what he's doing are two very different things. So I just say, you never know. Jamie could be (laughs) under the stage right now, right? Uh, we wouldn't know he could be swimming and swimming in music or swimming in beer or some strange combination of both <laughs> uh the, i'll take the latter i bet that's what's happening right now uh, you earned it jamie relax <laughs> enjoy yourself yeah, yeah absolutely jamie. have before a good one we, at the concert buddy before we get started started sal you have a youtube channel why don't you go ahead and tell people about that i do uh the youtube channel is called sal's comic corner and what I'm doing on my comic corner is I'm showing off my slabs and my slab wall. And I actually have a video out there right now that shows you how and what pieces I use to create the wall and, um, and any tips or tricks that I use in building it as well. Um, I have another video out there that shows you how to check out a book if you're looking to send it off for grading, you know, checking it for major defects and stuff like that. So I went out to my LCS. I bought a couple of dollar book issues destroyed them in a certain way so that you could see it as I flipped through it. And then um, uh, I showed you how to prep a book to send off to either a facilitator or if you're sending it off to get it signed, uh, CGC and also CBCS offer signing, uh, in-house signings type situation. So I show you how to prep a book, create a little signature window for your book, and also what information you might need to send off with it. Right on. And nice. Sal, what's the name of your channel? One more time for people that want to go check it out. Sure. It's called Sal's Comic Corner. Okay. Fantastic. Guys, awesome. if you are watching this on YouTube, it will be in the description of the video. And I am about to pop it into the chat here on Twitch right okay. now. And feel free to ask me any questions in the future. I want to actually show you how to crack open a slab if you ever want to crack one open. Right on. Oh, there you go. And some other stuff like that. So if you got uh, things you want to see about slabs or ask questions about slabs, hit me up in the comments. I'll be more than happy to answer them. Fantastic. Well, gentlemen, I think it is time to do the weeklies. Oh, yeah. uh, Tone, why don't you go ahead and take that away? Well, let's go jump into it. Let me change to my second camera because it seems <laughs> to show them a little bit better. Right. <laughs> Mr. I've, been, I've been waiting Mr. Professional. to do this. I love it. It's so, uh, Tone, I'm uh, jealous. <laughs> uh, it's just I have, uh, I think I have the world's oldest Mac, right? This <laughs> camera is a, uh, it's not HD. They're, the the onboard camera is not HD. It's not uh, 1080p. It's uh, it's not 4K. It's be happy you got a camera. And so it's, I have to use the it's outboard one. camera. <laughs> and so, um, and so what, uh, the first pulls I have for this week are Pearl. Um, I don't know if anyone's familiar with this comic. I'm um, not. It's by Dark Horse. Now, DC, I believe it was, did have this for a while. And I guess they sold the property to Pearl. Mm. It chronicles a young lady who uh, gets tattoos done and she ends up being a Yakuza hit woman, right? And okay. um, 
and so the original version of Pearl, the original series, and I think it went to 10 issues. It was with DC. They had a series of books there that were really interesting. And now Dark Horse has it. And so I picked up issue one. So is it an ongoing two. or is it a mini? It's an ongoing. Nice. And so uh, I'll be following this. I found it very gritty. Uh, uh, and she was very relatable as a protagonist that gets kind okay. of pulled in to be this Yakuza hit woman. Um, from her childhood, she knows what she's been exposed to. And you're kind of learning what she's been exposed to as this life that she's used to and you don't know she's used to is pulling her back in. Um, that was the original series. It's going to be curious to see where this one goes. Who's the writer on that? Uh, the writer for this book is... Bum, bum, bum. Oh, uh, you shall know. Brian Michael Bendis, right? <laughs> Wonderful. The uh, the worst <laughs> for Bendis is when he started Superman and they had the whole Bendis is coming. And I'm like, Eve, right? <laughs> <laughs> this book for the kids, DC. Get that out of there. Slow right? down. Um, and so um, I uh, picked up also the all new Firefly, number one. Ooh, from Boom? Yes. Look yeah. at that. And uh, also, they're on issue five now. And so I had to get the, uh, I didn't want to just start off with issue five. So I picked up three and four and my comic shop got me issues one and two. That's right? wonderful. I was a huge fan of the series and the movie Serenity. And so this is the, and then there's the comic book Firefly. And then this is the all new Firefly. So I saw it, I had to grab it, right? The greatest um, one season show to ever hit television. One season, I say the nay. <laughs> um, so this week's books, um, I picked up the DC versus Vampires Killers. Right? Ooh, love that which, Harley Quinn. That's a nice a, cover. I like that. And this one, this is a one shot that focuses on Harley's role with what's going on in DC versus Vampires. And um and it really, you know, I'm not a big Harley fan. Not that I dislike her as a character. She just, she's not my thing. Yeah. Um, and I like the direction they moved her in, though. They fleshed her out. They're putting more and more meat on the bones. And I, I would say that uh, this book really single-handedly has made me revisit my like of the, uh, my, my, my approach to the Harley character. I love really? that book. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh not just kind of the crazy, goofy sidekick who gets violent occasionally. Uh, they put a lot more. Uh, they keep the Harley fun theme going, but they this book really emphasizes there's a lot more to her than just that. Um, and wonderful. she may she may be humanity's last hope, not any of the other heroes here. Um, oh, okay, right on. So um, as always, uh, my I pick up Department of Truth right out is that is that going strong still oh yes it is department of truth number 19 Dude. and um i gotta tell you if you love uh dark writing edgy writing uh, uh weird concepts that are really outside of the box mixed in with politics uh, uh department of truth is for you um this would be like if uh the cia and the secret secret society met with Dr. Strange, uh, and then they all had a conference with Pinhead uh, <laughs> at the Sega Box. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, this book is outstanding and weird. I normally end up reading it two or three times just to figure out what's going on. Wow. Um, what issue number is that one? That is issue number 19. Okay. Okay. Um, 
next book for the week, uh, image book, Eight Billion Genies, number two. Yes, dude, I fell in love with the first issue after you were talking about it a month ago, and I can't find it at my comic shop. Yeah. Oh, I got to tell you, I love it. And it I'm more excited about that than I probably should be. But <laughs> and so uh, the fundamental premise of eight billion genies, it's just like it sounds. Eight billion genies suddenly appear, one for every person on the planet. And they tell every single person on the planet, you get one wish. <laughs> That's it. And uh, and from that point on, utter chaos ensues. Right. As you can imagine. And uh, it takes the events take place in a bar where the bartender was smart enough. And there's more to this bartender, but they haven't revealed what it is yet. But he's smart enough to immediately make his wish, which is I wish that nothing on the inside or outside of this bar will be impacted by wishes on the outside of this bar. Right. And so it's the last place in the world that wishes can affect. I so, loved um, that first issue. Like, yeah, I and, loved it. This book gives a little bit more insight into the rules that the genies have actually laid out. And nice. so uh, just as fun. So this book came out a little bit late. It's supposed to be here three weeks ago. So issue number three is supposed to drop next week. We'll see if Ooh. it drops since this one was late. Okay. Hopefully, uh, great, great respect for writer John Soul and, uh, and artist Ryan Brown. Um, uh, and, the artwork in that is. Yeah. And it's not the big superhero artwork for those out there. It's not meant to be, right? And so uh, Ryan Brown does a great job with the, the the craziness that goes around and the detail it takes to uh, to, to draw that. But um, yeah, I can't wait for issue number three on that. And that's an uh, eight issue series, right? Uh, I'm not quite sure of how many okay. issues it is, uh, but I will be collecting the entire thing. Oh yeah. Um, well, I picked let up. Me just, let me just say right here, I, I every time you go through books, I write down the, the titles and I go and I check them out next time I hit my LCS. I swear, I do I'm just, it. I'm just saying, I love this stuff. And, you know, the big superhero stuff is, is always scratched my itch. I love it. But as I've gotten older, I love seeing the off the beaten trail stories. I really mm -hmm. do. Um, Those are some of the best. Yeah. And Image does that great. If you don't want to just see heroes in tights smacking each other around, uh, you should really check out Image and Dark Horse and Aftershock, some of these other comic companies where the guys that are the mainstream writers get to break away from that and do the other things they've always wanted to do. High um, fantasy, so, high science fiction, heavy horror, absolutely. drama, romance. If you like it, it's there. Now, I picked up also Iron Cat number one. Mm. Oh, look at that. That's a good one. Yeah. Now, I'm here to tell people that's a... This is Iron Cat. Needless to say, that's uh, Felicia Hardy in Iron Man, Black Cat in Iron Man. You notice there's a suit of armor. Now, Jim McKay is the writer for this book. He was the writer for Black Cat when Black Cat was running. Black Jeb McKay has been red hot the past few years with Marvel. He's, he's kind of got the Midas touch. Everything he's touching is turning to gold. Um, and he's consistently put out putting out A++ product. And so um, Iron Cat kind of the events that that took place in uh black cat series which is now over lead into iron cat and in one of those capers one of those events tony stark built felicia hardy a suit of armor and someone from felicia's past has taken that suit of armor of course since he built it for black cat the suit of armor is uh modeled after cat and it's meant to uh, to help her her ability she's a thief she's a high-end thief and so uh, it's meant to help those abilities, but the suit's been modified and now the wearer is coming after Felicia 
why you should read the book and then you'll know right <laughs> uh then of course uh i picked up Sabretooth number four this is the cover b right that's Which, a nice cover now yeah. that's been in in your polls the past like since issue one right yeah it has yeah. been now to be fair everyone sees logan on a cover and they buy the book logan is not in this book wow. right it's um, the b cover yeah and so it was just a cool uh a cool image on the cover of, of saber tooth and logan fighting yeah um so great. i got the cover b um i said costumes too yeah, as far as the story goes, um, I'm interested to see where it goes, but it's not 100% for me anymore. Um, okay. And because uh, I know, I know before you were you were pretty hot on the book, at least on issue two, right? Yeah, and so it's uh, in the end they're trying to add more complexity to Sabretooth as a villain, and uh, I think it's working. Uh, but I think it serves more as a mechanism to show challenges with the things that are going on in the X-Men, the mutant isle of Krakoa and the greater Krakoa and the greater X-Men stories. And so in this particular book, for anyone who doesn't know, we're on issue four, Sabretooth, uh, the mutants have their own island. It's their own nation recognized by the world. Uh, and there are three laws they have. And one of those laws is that a mutant should kill no man. Well, Sabretooth goes on a mission with them. And during that mission, he kills someone. And so the council that runs Krakoa, the mutant council, Professor X, uh, Magneto, uh, the White Queen, so on and so forth, Storm, Nightcrawler, they sentence him, but they don't want to murder their own people. So they imprison him inside of the island of Krakoa in a stasis. And he's meant to be there kind of catatonic until they determine his time in jail is over. What they don't know is that his consciousness... Uh, He's learned to roam the island in his consciousness and he's beginning to influence things. And when other people get break the laws and get put into that stasis, he's kind of pulling them into his own world where he can do what he wants, right? Where he can does what he wants to them. But okay. is he torturing them, right? Is that what Sabretooth is doing? And so very interesting premise to a story. Um, and it shows Sabretooth as a character is far more intellectual than anyone ever gave him credit for. Well, so w would you count this as more uh, less of an action book and more of a drama piece or um and, and that's where honestly that's where it's falling flat for me it's not an action book at all okay but it's also not a drama piece um and the book seems to be used as a mechanism not to be the merits of Sabretooth while they are establishing that mm. but to show the flawed approach to the legal system on Krakoa. Okay. And when okay. this book ends, right, I, the characters that are involved with it, I don't know how it's going to go or where it's going to go here, but the real takeaway is going to be the quiet council that's running Krakoa is not necessarily doing a great job here and it's going to come back and bite him in the ass. Mm -hmm. That's really more of the takeaway of the book than what's happening with Sabretooth. He's a mechanism for that. That's how it's reading to me. Okay. And so while I, I'm going to close it out, I think it ends at issue five or six. Um, I'm going to buy it all. I'm going to close it out. It's definitely kind of dropped from being an A book to me to a C book to me. Okay. Okay. So it's, so it's not leading up. It's not living up to maybe so much the expectations that the book delivered within the first two issues. And it's just kind of starting to bottom out then. Yeah. That's right on. But you, right now. Okay. But you feel like the implications of this book are going to like, have ripple effects all across the whole x universe i absolutely do i absolutely mm. do um okay 
And then, of course, uh, continue the X-Men trend, X-Men Red. Uh, X-Men Red is my book of the week. Is that Sunspot? That Sunspot uh, being reborn through Krakoa's uh, 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 rebirth rebirth process, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He was killed in the last issue, Um, uh, but he was killed... uh, uh, he was killed uh, in Araco, which is on Mars. What um, issue number is that again? That's number four. Okay. And um, and uh, I think X-Men Red is the, uh, is the, I think the peak X-Men book right now. Um, this book is hitting on all cylinders. It's absolutely outstanding, balanced, where pay, uh, uh, well-paced. Um, and and there's an event here in this book um, between Storm. Storm gets a lot of love in X-Men Red. She basically runs uh, X-Men Red, the Red Planet, um, and it follows Storm. Uh, for those who don't know, in the X-Men universe, the mutants have uh, the mutants have revitalized Mars as a planet. <laughs> they, they gave it an atmosphere. They made it, gave it a core. They had a core. They reignited the core, made it start spinning. Built a uh, built an environment and claimed it as their own, and so wow. and it's like this is the mutant planet we will have, and um, and so uh, and Storm runs that planet as its queen. It's uh, and of course, uh, it, there there's just events in there that are outstanding. I highly recommend X Men Red as a read. Uh, read as a read. My last book this week. This is the variant cover, the Hellfire Gala cover, is Avengers number fifty seven. I right. saw that at my shop today who is, is that captain america yeah that's captain yeah. america Ooh. dressed to go to the hellfire gala right and so uh now uh i don't really read the hellfire gala stuff you know the met gala that's what it's meant to be the mutants version of a met gala and so they all get sexy new outfits they, they go dressed up for an evening in a gala style event uh that's not really for me as a reader eh, okay but some of the costume designs or outfit designs for their evening out at the gala are cool. And so when I saw this Captain America, you know, it, 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 it did really strike me. Hey, Steve going out for an evening. Pinstripes. Uh, right. A pinstripe suit. But notice he's still wearing his boots, which is yeah. so Steve. Um, he's got on his tie. He's got on the three piece uh, with the little chain on it. And the shield is there. And I just thought it was perfect. As far as the story inside, outstanding. Um, okay right on and, and the story inside has nothing to do with steve at the met gala uh on actually at all it um follows a the soldier supreme mm-hmm. right where in another multiverse a soldier ends up with the eye of uh agmato and uh i i highly recommend it's uh out of everything a lot of people don't like the jason aaron run i'm not a big fan of the jason aaron run i love jason aaron as a writer Good this thing Jamie's just not here. He'd be having words with you. Yeah, uh, I uh, I think there are a lot of interesting concepts that that Jason Aaron is laying down. He's definitely shaking things up. He's picked up the pace of the book. Big things yeah. are happening. Um, I prefer him on Thor. I don't think this is bad, but it doesn't scratch all of my itches. And some of mm-hmm. them I just think are overdone. But I would say that this book with the Soldier Supreme makes me want to see a Soldier Supreme series. What does okay. a super soldier do fighting the Nazis when the Nazis are into the occult and he's also the Sorcerer Supreme, right? <laughs> right. And so, uh, and those are those are my comics. The last two things I wanted to show everyone were some books that I picked up, and these books were at uh, I picked them up from from Barnes and Noble. 
They were on sale. And notice uh, DC variant covers. God almighty. The and this is just visual history. You know, this is literally just the collection of variant covers from DC wow. Comics across the years, right? That's all this book is. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, and then, of course, the same thing for Marvel. Marvel, the variant covers. That's right? wonderful. And uh, just great Marvel, different variant covers that, that Marvel has had across the years. Uh, we were talking about homages yesterday, and what's that cover an homage of? Yeah, let's see. Let me take a look at it. <laughs> about 5,000 other copies. <laughs> but I mean, the main part, it's Amazing Fantasy 15. Yep, oh, you're talking about, that, you're yeah. talking about that cover. I thought it was yep. the cover you saw in here. I'm like, Oh, no, no, homage. the cover of the book. Yeah, the cover of the book, yeah. Amazing Fantasy, number 15. That yep. cover is an homage to the original, the first appearance of Spider-Man in Amazing fantasy 15 the kickoff really to marvel comics that's right, right. and so um as you can see that's uh this one of the superior spot uh iron man wow. uh covers in there so this is just a collection uh when when we talk variant covers a book will come out as you saw with this steve rogers this is not the cover a this is not the first cover to the comic this is the cover b or c but they may have multiple covers to a comic and some of them are rarer than others. And some people pay more money for them. Yeah. But for me, I fish for them for the art because sometimes the art on these can be outstanding. They'll look at it and say, well, we've got five pieces of art that all fit or are awesome. Let's use them all on the cover of a freaking comic. And you don't <laughs> always get the money to, to get them all. Right. Am I going to buy all five issues just of the same five, five issues of the same comic just to get all five covers, <laughs> Sal says yes, right? Hide your Sal, slabs, hide your knives. Right? Sal says sometimes. yes. Uh, sometimes it hits the wallet too much. And so getting uh, okay. anthologies like these where they just pack them all in, yeah. you still get to see them. So those were my, my purchases for the week. Okay, yeah. and one more time, Tone, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week, bar none, and it's a big thing to beat 8 Billion Genies, which I utterly love is still X-Men Red. That's yeah. amazing. Right. So nice. there it is, guys. Tone's pick of the week, X-Men Red number four. It is in the chat right now, so write that down. So did you know that you can actually identify the variant cover by the barcode? Yes. Yeah. And, but I only know that because two or three months ago, they showed it to me in my comic shop. <laughs> okay. Because I'm always okay. looking at and I look at Tyler. What's up, Tyler? What's up, Di? And uh, I'm kind of like, is this the cover A? Tyler knows I'm a cover A kind of guy. Uh, I, if I have a default cover A and then I gravitate to B, C's or yeah. D's if they're available. He's like, you know, you can look at the book and tell, right? <laughs> I know I didn't know that at all. <laughs> you know, can, can you show me, right? So, uh, right here, actually. I'm going to switch back to my main, got my onboard camera now. Well, right on. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump in the middle of this, uh, Sal, before you show off some coolness. And I okay. have got a stack of stuff that I'm going to breeze through. Now, I was out last week and it was just Jamie and Tone. So I've got stuff that I picked up at the comic shop last week, plus what I picked up uh, a couple of days ago. And I went to a secondhand store today in Knoxville, Tennessee with my nephew uh, and my buddy Nick, who's in the chat right now. Hey, dude, how's it going? 
uh, and we had a full day's worth of adventure for comic books and it was an absolutely wonderful day my nephew got some super cool stuff he's sitting over here watching us on twitch right now uh but he got some super cool stuff and uh we went over that in the uh off camera and i showed you guys what he got uh but i'm gonna show you what i got today so first we're gonna start with uh what i got at a shop called mckay's in knoxville and uh, I am working on this series. I've got the majority of it, but uh, I don't have it all. So this is Amazing Spider-Man uh, Volume 5, the, the one previous to what's on now. Uh, so Amazing Spider-Man number 33. Nice. With that uh, beautiful 2099 cover. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, I had to get it. I picked this up on cover alone. Uh, I don't have but one Silver Surfer issue, and I saw this. I was like, "Yeah, I gotta have it." And Tone, I thought of you as soon as I saw it. One Silver Surfer, it's got size. Oh, look at that oh, Doom cover! Oh, That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh, my guy, my guy, Doom Shock it, or Doom Struck is what it's called. And this is a uh, Silver Surfer number one hundred seven. And Surfer ain't doing too good on that cover, guys. Nobody should be against Doom. Heck no, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, I'm getting that. That's that's coming home with me today. <laughs> uh, next up is New Avengers number 63. This is filling in the gaps of uh, what I'm missing. I'm missing probably 21 issues for the whole run now. But uh, this is during the Siege storyline. That's Luke Cage on the cover. Beautiful yes. cover. Yeah. Yeah. Then we go into a Flash issue that I picked up, and this is wonderful Jurgens artwork, and this is the Flash number 53. Oh, yeah, that's classic, right? Look there. at that. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's a good and, one. And, and a neat little thing on here is uh, it says up in the corner, watch the Flash Saturday nights on CBS TV. So <laughs> I thought that was really cool to see that. So it's a race against time with Jimmy Olsen's life at stake. So I'll have to dive into that and see what oh, it's have about. You know, that Flash series was good and I was pissed when they took it off. The TV show? Yeah. But we know that uh, DC's extended universe, the multiverse, that show is canon somewhere. Yeah. yeah so but uh moving on uh you guys talk oh let me show you this first uh beautiful art germ cover for catwoman catwoman number nine uh as soon as i saw it i had to yeah. grab it uh, that's a good yeah. one that's yeah. yeah it's gorgeous as oh, soon as i saw it that's a great selena yep so it this is right side up but this is actually the way it's supposed to be her sneaking in somewhere yeah. doing something she ain't supposed to be doing yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm wondering, you know i don't know the, the position of that what's bruce looking at in the background i know bruce is in that photo but mm, you well know, bruce has got a photo bruce mm. <laughs> <laughs> kids may be watching kids may be watching kids are watching uh but uh you and jamie uh tone were talking about something with my nephew uh after we were done with breaking the codes last night guys if you haven't checked it out go check out breaking the code on youtube uh for co the codex station you'll love it it's amazing uh and jamie said something about the flash rebirth well when we were at the store today i was able to pick up issues two four five and six for a dollar a piece nice. and i'll show those off right now they're beautiful van siever covers yep that's yeah. good yeah so that's number two number four 
Mm-hmm. And this is the first appearance of the negative speed force too, or at least the first introduction to it, the mention mm-hmm. or whatever it could be. Uh, this one I like. This is an homage to an original and older Flash cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that. That's number five. And then number six. Great. Yeah. Uh, and then I, oh, go for ahead. anyone who doesn't know, when we say rebirth, there are two big rebirths, and that was Green Lantern rebirth and Flash rebirth. When in our, if you watched our last show, uh, you saw that they, we said there was a lot of upheaval in DC at the 90s within the stories. They shook up a lot of the characters mm-hmm. and they killed Barry, got actually Barry, uh, Barry Allen died as the Flash in the 80s. And, yep. uh, and crisis number eight, I believe. Exactly. And he ran himself to death trying to save the multiverse from the anti monitor, the villain in that story. And his nephew, Wally West, took over as the Flash. And now, fast forward to the uh, kind of mid 2000s, DC okay. brought Barry back. <laughs> and that's that's the return of Barry Allen, uh, the okay. Flash coming back. And so, uh, I love that story. Well, was that a pun? Uh, sorry, was that a pun intended there with the Flash more? <laughs> no actually it wasn't my brain just works like that even when i don't realize it right uh no pun was not intended but pun is accepted <laughs> well speaking of uh reintroductions to characters i picked up some trades too and okay. uh one of those is these uh jeff Loeb and mike turner work on superman batman and this is supergirl mm. the return of supergirl into the dc universe and i read two issues out of this so far and it was wonderful turner's artwork is gorgeous he makes these characters so sexy mm-hmm. hey, hey uh, what was the one he did when he was with is it fathom right. with uh, image uh, that that might be aspen no aspen was the company he created no, uh think, fathom i think you're fathom. correct yeah and uh i remember walking past the comic table in the 90s and it just his work just sucked me in like, God, they, that is gorgeous. Like, it's so gorgeous. I don't want to read it. I just want to look at the art. And when he started doing this work for DC, uh, I was like, man, he makes them look amazing. You know? Look at yeah. that interior yeah. work. That's the late, great Michael Turner. Yeah. If you guys, anybody watching this, if you can find Turner anything, pick it up. You will not be disappointed. Yeah. Uh, but uh, something else I picked up, uh, I had this before and got rid of it for one reason or another, but for $3, I couldn't pass it up. Civil War trade paperback. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, for the power <laughs> fans out there, you should read that Civil War, right? It's I know you saw the MCU movies, right? That's all fine and dandy. You enjoyed it, Think, uh, but it doesn't hold the candle to the comic story, right? And you should pick it up and read it. The comic story is much more impactful, much bigger, much deeper. And the, it resonates through the characters, the, uh, this impact on the more. I'll leave it there. Highly recommend read. Well, I found something else, too. This was, I think, $18, and I couldn't pass it up. This is The Return of Superman. So you had The Death of Superman, uh, where Doomsday and him beat the snot out of each other and kill each other, basically, or knocks Doomsday out, Superman dies. Then you have World Without uh, and Funeral for a Friend. And then you have The Return, and that brings in Superboy, The Eradicator, Steel, and Cyborg Superman. I found the complete collection for $18, and I nice. could not Ooh. pass this up. Wow. I mean, and it has everything, including... Uh, Green Lantern 46, The Destruction of Coast City. Oh, yeah. 
So spins off to the events at Emerald Twilight. Yep, yep, exactly. That is the catalyst right there, the straw that breaks the camel's back that sends Hal Jordan on his road to becoming Parallax. Last uh, trade I want to show you, uh, I found this $14, could not pass it up. I had this years ago, and this is a second printing. I don't care about that. I'm just happy to have it. Um, DC versus Marvel. I do the digital of that. That's good. Yeah, this yeah. is issues one through four. Uh, it is an absolutely beautiful piece of comic history. Some mm-hmm. of the battles are uh, controversial. Uh, who wins, who loses. But uh, you, you know the, the first bit that I flipped through on this that I went directly to? Wait. Captain America versus Batman. Yeah. And yep. As soon as I got it, I was like, where's that fight? Was it, what was it? Tang? Tang. <laughs> oh yeah the battering yeah. yeah oh you're really good with that uh what is it called a battering uh practice <laughs> a time or two <laughs> but all right let me get into some of these polls here and i got some other uh older books that i want to show you i'll breeze through these real quick okay. but uh we've got some spider-man stuff here and in this stack is my book of the week uh so and we talked about this off camera yesterday but uh, first, we have the Art Germ variant for Amazing Spider-Man number one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, then we have Amazing Spider-Man number two. This, uh, w- with the first one, I was not sold. After I read this, I was on board. And if uh, you are a casual fan out there, just really quick, when, Kim's, when Tim says Art Germ, Art Germ is an artist who does yeah. these amazing covers. These so, types uh, specifically. Yeah, and so that's the art. When we say an art germ cover, that's the name of the artist. And we're like, whoa, art germ drew it. Most of the time when art germ draws something, it flies off the shelves. Yeah, because they're gorgeous. But uh, got some variants for number two. Got a black cat variant for number two. Nice. Like it. Yeah, that's good. And I got the uh, uh, Lee In Hayek. I never pronounce his name right, and I apologize. In Hayek Lee. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, it's uh, Spider-Man and Tombstone beating the snot out of each other. Absolutely wonderful. That's uh, another variant for number two. Number three, this is the book that uh, sealed it for me. This right here. Number three for The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, That's the so too. good. Yeah. And what they're doing with Tombstone is wonderful. Like, I have, ne- I, I did not care about tombstone back in the day but this i care about tombstone now uh and here is uh the scroll variant for number three and here's my book of the week amazing spider-man number four uh so this yeah this is a continuation uh issue one i was not a big big fan of two was great three was better four carried the energy from three right on over into these pages and uh yeah spider-man's in a precarious situation and basically he was used to end a gang war before it even got started and once he figured that out you're i was sitting there i was like 
Spider-Man, what'd you do, man? And he's saying the same thing. He's like, I, I was used. I was used. I was like, dude, that's not good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got that. And then uh, we have the variant cover. This is uh, the uh, AAPI, the Asian American, American uh, Heritage variant. And it has the one and only Wong on the cover. So yeah, that's nice. wonderful. Uh, this book... Uh, I haven't read issue 12. I have it, but uh, issue 11 of Moon Knight almost made my pick of the week. Yeah. Such a good story. Such yeah, a good is. book. If you guys aren't reading Moon Knight, pick it up. Yeah. Zodiac, Zodiac is the, he's the best D-list villain going on right now, and it's amazing. Um, I got issue 12. Uh, haven't read that yet, so that's going to be read tomorrow. Uh, Tigra, what they're doing with her in Moon Knight right now is killer yeah speaking of her uh variant for issue number 12 yeah and there she is right down there wearing more clothes than normal <laughs> uh here's a bunch of older stuff now uh this i found at mckay's a couple weeks ago and this is x-men 170 oh yeah yeah 170 storm versus callisto Classic for the Morlocks. That's yep. right. Classic X Men storyline here. Epic so, fight scene. Epic oh fight yeah. scene. Yeah. And then I got uh, Uncanny two forty nine. Beautiful Sylvestri work, I believe. Yep. Is yeah. that Sylvestri? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's before Jim Lee came on as the yep. regular artist. Yep. That havoc. I've always loved the visual dynamic of a good havoc when he's drawn. Dude, when he's getting into his power. You yeah. know something's happening. Exactly, man. Real if quick. You, if you, oh, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. If nope. you read the, um, I want to say it's the Inferno series on the, on the X-Force portion of that story where him and Cyclops are just letting loose against the, the big baddie at the end, that is some epic artwork right there. What's your guys' favorite iteration of Havoc? I'll tell you mine, then you guys tell me yours. Mine is from the Peter David run in X-Factor. I like it. I like that one. And I'll say that's probably my probably a tie for number one. But the the the, the first um, the first time I viewed Havoc in the X-Men books was during the um, I want to say the the murder world with Arcade. Ooh, okay. That right on. was that was my classic introduction to Havoc. So that one's that one's going to slightly edge out the uh, that other one. So, and that's when Havoc was still in his classic costume. Yes, yep. exactly. Okay, Tone, what do you got? Uh, my favorite, uh, and I can't tell you who the writer and the artist was, but it was the X Factor run with Havoc leading X Factor. The Peter that was David in the early nineties. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and up until, and I believe I don't remember the issue number, uh, but um, it up until. Uh, Madrox is really is confirmed to have the legacy virus and that to me is where the writing starts to get shaky yeah and um i love alex in a position where he's no longer second fiddle to cyclops right he's not that he's not just the number two uh uh summer's brother yeah and that's when they introduce the they go to the age of apocalypse and then yeah. they come back and they're teasing the prelate summers Right. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to see that was going to go. I thought, oh, they're going to do an even better version of them. And they never did. Um, 
but uh, yeah, that's my favorite version. I guess the the early '90s uh, X Factor yeah. run, which I guess is Peter David. Same one that I chose. Well, let me move on here. I got two issues out of a Walmart uh, three pack that I really liked, and those immediately went into bags and boards. Ghost Rider number one. Yeah, I haven't read it yet, but Nick says it is really awesome. Tone, you're shaking your head. <laughs> uh, I think Nick would agree with me. What's up, Nick? Uh, that it is written as a horror book right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I am loving it. And I think if you, it, I almost feel like this is the ghost writer I didn't know I needed. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's how I feel reading this book. Hey, no cookies 51. How's it going, buddy? Good to see you in the chat. Uh, that Silver Surfer Doom cover is absolutely amazing. Keep your eyes peeled, buddy. We got a lot more to show you. Uh, this one here reinvigorated. Uh, my want to read this title. Uh, I have issue one. I have a J. Scott Campbell variant, but this is issue 13 of Black Widow. And that is uh, her in her old 80s slash mm -hmm. early 90s outfit. And the whole issue takes place in the past. And uh, the, the uh, panel style and everything has a little pixelations and all that stuff. So I, I flipped through it. I was like, oh, okay, I'm in. I'm done. I heard great things about that run. Here is my tie for book of the week. Well, honorable mention, honorable mention. Jamie doesn't like it when I choose two things, but by golly, this one deserves it. Jamie, well, Jamie's here. not here, so. Oh, hey, fancy that. Jamie isn't here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my second uh, choice for <laughs> a week, and that is Poison Ivy number one. There you go. Dude, tone. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> Anybody that. Uh, even knows a tiny smidgen about poison ivy pick this up this is wonderful and i cannot wait to get into the rest of this series as soon as i read it uh when i went into the comic shop again i was like poison ivy needs to be on my polls yeah. that yeah that has to happen and i got the c cover variant for that too. oh <laughs> nice yeah can't go wrong with that that is not art germ by the way i don't think it might yeah, be. art germs making them all up their game oh no kidding now here's uh the rest of this stuff is all older stuff and i'll fly through this uh with the exception of a few but uh stuff i got at mckay's again had to get this cover alone justice league number three. Oh yeah that's a nice that cover. girl that's beautiful yeah, and then yeah. Uh, Justice League number eight. Look at that. Mm, Joker. Yeah, got those for a buck a piece. Uh, nice. Then I found uh, Superman the Man of Steel, better copy than I have. This is number one. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Can't go yeah. wrong with that. That's always a great read. And uh, I think it was Brayfogel or uh, uh, Bogdanov uh, who did the artwork in that. And Simonson was writing. So that's good stuff. Louis? Uh, do what? Uh, no, I think it was Walter. Okay. I, gotcha. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong on that, Sal, would you look that up real quick? No, it's okay. It's okay. It's no problem. Uh, Superman, the Man of Steel. I believe it's Walter, but you might be correct, Tone. I think it's Louise. Yeah, so for, for the casual fan out there, Louise and Walter Simonson, married, husband and mm -hmm. wife, comic, le legendary comic team also done oh, great yeah. work across the industry. Uh, moving forward, I found another variant I didn't have for Superman Unchained. This is the number five issue. This is the 30 Superman variant. Uh, I'll pick those up all day long, any day. 
Uh, then I got real quick uh, some Superman slash Batman 65, 76, and 81, getting closer to completing the entire run nice. of this. Uh, this has to do, I'm pretty sure, with Final Crisis, one of the worst DC storylines ever written. Um, <laughs> and then we've got number 81 here. Uh, yeah. And then we've got the last issue in Robin Volume 2. Couldn't pass it up. Needed it. Got it. So, homage cover. Yeah. To Robin yep. number one. Absolutely. And it's fantastic. Then we got Superman Annual number 12. Okay. And then we're into the brine run on Superman, and we have number seven. This is when they restarted the Superman series from the original numbering, and they mm -hmm. restarted it to number one after Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay. And this was the fresh start there, and that is the same run that is uh, the Death of Superman 2. Got this on cover alone, and also because I needed it, number 14. Uh, that just looks gorgeous. I love it. Oh, I, I hated that. That's era. Nice. I hated that era of how that era of how that era of how you could paint something yellow and challenge how. <laughs> and I'm like, they are really overdoing this weakness to yellow. I have right? a banana. I could throw a yellow rocket how how and it would hit him right now. I hated that era. <laughs> I, I hated the way they approached how in that era. But anyway. Jamie, you got anything to say about that? Are you in the chat there, buddy? Uh, no, sir, he is not. Okay, moving on. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, so Superman number 19. Okay. Just okay. another. Uh, we're sticking right in there. I love this are cover. You, are you trying to get a complete run of that? Is that one of your yeah, goals? working yeah. on it. I have the last issue, but I don't have the first issue. I think the earliest one I have is the one I just showed, and that was number seven. So I'm, I'm trying to fill in as much as i can there's a lot of series that i'm working on some more than others this one being the more than others gotcha. um then we have superman 21 love the cover oh and that's supergirl girl yeah and the snot out of superman yeah what does he is say it can't be not you uh it, yes superman it is is this the run where they formally established that she's stronger than him Ah, uh, that's a very good question. This is part one of the Supergirl saga. So, uh, and this came out in September of 1988. So, Tone, you could be on the right track there. Yeah. Now we're going to move to modern. Uh, if anybody wants to jump into Superman right now, this is the title to do it. It's Action Comics uh, 1043. Ooh. This is the B variant. I just love oh. that. Right? That's great. Look at That's that. That's a nice cover. I like that uh, one. DC is uh, killing that one out to me. Like, uh, not that comic, but I'm going to hunt that down. That's got to go on my wall. This is 10:43 for Action Comics. 10:43. Uh, mm -hmm. The run that's going on: Johnson, Federici, Conrad, and Lou Ridge. Their work on this with Mongol as the main villain in the center of this story. Uh, wonderful work. Uh, one of the greatest sleeper DC stories that's going on right now. And it doesn't get pushed a whole lot either. So yeah, if you want to get into Superman, Action Comics is where it's at. And speaking of action, my dad uh, sent me two. He found him at a flea market. He's like, hey, Tim, you got these? No? Well, now you do. Okay, cool. Uh, action number 537. Okay. So, and then we got uh, Superman 
uh, oh, DC Comics presents annual number two, and this is Superman introduces Superwoman. I know next to nothing about this. Uh, Tone, you may know more about that, or Sal, you may know more about that than Actually, I do. Actually, I do not, but that's... What? Uh... So, for the, I don't know about that. I remember Superwoman from a mm-hmm. book I bought sometime between 78 and 82. This is 83. And so they... Uh, they introduced her and I've been looking for that book for literally 35 years. This one right here. I don't, I don't No, It's not the cover for the one I had was different. Um, oh, okay. I got it, you. Uh, it wasn't introducing her that, um, that character. And I don't know about the book, that book specifically, but that character Superwoman mm-hmm. uh, was introduced a couple of years before. And, okay. uh, and the cover of the book has Superman and Wonder Woman flying and he's kissing her and then Superwoman's there. And and I'm looking at this. It's like a what do you call it? A collage cover with a lot of little things happening. Right. OK. And, yeah. um, and uh, I lost that comic and I could never find any reference to Superwoman again hmm. when I went back and looked in the 90s. So throughout the rest of the 80s. Uh, from about 84, 85 forward to about 92. Well, I did now collect. you know she exists. She is real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this has to be definitely pre-Supergirl era, though. I believe so, because the Brian stuff I was showing you was 88. This mm-hmm. is 83. So this is pre-crisis, even. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I got four more things to show you guys, and I'll run through them real quick. And then, Sal, you can go ahead. Uh, tone these I got specifically because of uh, what you were talking about. Well, one for sure. The other I got because I want to check it out. But uh, Aftershock uh, Comics, Astronaut Down number one. Oh, yeah. uh, snag that straight yeah. from the website. Uh, and, and they even sent it in a bag and a board. Nice. Uh, they great. didn't send it loose. They sent it well taken care of and in Gemini mailers too. Uh, wow. Anybody that hasn't read this, uh, you can go to the website aftershotcomics.com and get it for cover price $3.99. Uh, Tone, you give a better description of what this book is about, but based on that, what we were talking about on a different episode of After Dark, I had to find this, and I found it, and I read it, and I loved it. So yeah. that's happening. Um, and then the other one I got, uh, I haven't, I don't know next to nothing about, but I explained it a little bit. Uh, uh, called Cold War number mm-hmm. one and uh, basically it's like uh, these figures and soldiers from different eras of history that have been put in like a cryogenic freeze and they're being brought back out to fight again but they realize that what they're fighting for now is not what they were fighting for before uh, I haven't read it yet but I am very anxious to dive into this so that's another Aftershock title. And then the last two things I have are The Last Ronin related. And uh, I got uh, Last Ronin Design Archive. Whoops, there we go. Oh, yeah. Found that. Uh, so I had to grab that. And then I got, uh, I think this is second printing of issue number two. And the cover alone. Yeah. Love it. Uh, yeah, that's nice. Raphael. Yep. 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 So that is uh, my catching up to you guys and showing all the stuff I've had sitting here waiting to show for the past three weeks. And now I can put them away. Finally, <laughs> those, those are great polls. That's a great stack. 
So once yeah, again, guys, my nice. book of the week is Amazing Spider-Man number four. Tone, your book of the week is X-Men Red number four. Yes. Sal, what do you got for us? All right. Well, let me answer your question earlier. You were asking about the Superman Man of Steel. Who was you who were you were looking for? The writer or the cover? Yeah. Yeah. Who who was writing it? Uh Louise uh Simonson. Yeah. Simonson. Simpson, sorry. No, it's Simonson. It's Simonson. Yeah. You, you Simonson? It. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She's Simonson, a wonderful yeah. writer, wrote yeah. some very amazing stories, and Man of Steel is definitely part of that. Yeah. A lot of people yep. don't realize uh, <coughs> just how broad her writing has been in the industry. Uh, I've got a copy up here uh, of the first appearance of Doomsday, which she was a part of. She, she wrote part of that. She's part of that creation. And uh, and uh, so I've got was that Man of Steel eighteen? Man of Steel eighteen. Yeah. So yep, and Same it's time. right up here on the wall. And uh, and so people didn't realize that she had moved over and started writing and working on uh, Superman. So that's wonderful. That's cool. Yeah. Man yeah. of Steel, I always thought Good was stuff. a sleeper title. Yep. Yeah. Well, all right, Sal, what do you got for us? Okay. Um. So um, just to preface this, I. You know, you guys, I don't really hit my LCS every week. I can't do it. It's, just, it's not in the cards. So usually I go every three to four weeks. Uh, I've been better about that lately, but this is one of those times where it's going to be a while. I can't go till next week. So my next week's pool will probably be a stack <laughs> like that. But let me go through some of the past stuff that I've liked. And I know I have been on the show for a while, so I can probably show you some stuff that uh, I picked up that I've liked. Hey, Tim, next week, Sal's, uh, Sal's wallet's going to be crying like it's a Goodfellas movie. No! Uh, right on. <laughs> you making so fun of me? The, you the Captain America jokes Zero? now? Oh, sorry, Sal. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. please, we were please. too busy clowning your wallet. We apologize. <laughs> we're sorry, Sal. Right. We, right. No, I'm not, I'm not making funny at that. I'm okay. Just, okay, go ahead. All right, sorry. Ray Liotta, so, rest in peace. So let's start off with Captain America number zero with the Falcon. Yeah. on the cover yeah That's sam a- winston as uh the falcon his costume design uh as captain america beautiful yeah so i got the bundle with the captain americas and i really like this cover as well is that uh alex yep. ross yeah God. that's what it looks like yeah that man yeah. It is. he could draw air molecules and i'd buy it <laughs> I've got um, that uh, Sam Wilson cover up here on the wall. I loved it so much. I just wish it was a little bit brighter. It's like he's flying at night, you know? And mm-hmm. so the, the colors subdued just, yeah. and I wanted, uh, anyway, it's gorgeous. It is, it is. Uh, here's the the collage cover. Ooh, mm-hmm. nice. Okay, I got uh, a Captain America Iron Man look. Number Ooh, two. Look at that. More mm-hmm. Alex Ross? Yep. Yeah. God Almighty, that man's doing covers every day. Yep. He had a he had a um a sale on his Batman. Uh, I want to say one twenty five on his site, and I just I was just tapped. I could not. It was oh. not in the budget, and I had to let it go. Time to return some stuff. I know. Whatever. <laughs> I, I met him by the way, and he, he did. signed. I met Alex Ross uh, at his, and he signed my absolute copy of Kingdom Come. Right. Nice. Yeah. Wow. That's a good one. So we got the uh, the Gambit Captain America version. The Jim nice. Lee uh, variant covers of the cards that they were putting out. Yep. Dude. So I also have my Venom number eight. This is a variant cover. That's Fortnite. Fortnite okay. cover. 
Yeah, my son would love that. Uh, I am a little bit behind X Men Red, but I'm on number two. Uh, well, Sal's book of the week is number four, so there you yeah, go. I know. <laughs> and I have, I have to agree. This has been a or tone, I'll, Sal. I, I'm getting yeah, tone. It's a, yeah, it's tone. It's tone's book of the week. <laughs> I, I've only read one and two, uh, but I've been hooked in immediately. I love this series, and I, you know, if he says book number four is his book of the week, then definitely go pick it up. It's something right to read. Yeah. Is that the issue where uh, Storm claps Vulcan's cheeks? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I yeah. believe so, yep. Yep, that's, okay. the, that's the issue. Uh, mm-hmm. Two Omega-level mutants meet. One of them gets clapped. Guess which one? Not Storm. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a here's a nice doom cover fantastic. Oh yeah, my guy right there. That's a heavy push on uh Kirby artwork right there. I was about there. to it say is. that. It looks like Kirby influence there. So this is gonna make the uh short list to be slab. So is that a variant cover or an A cover? This is a oh no, it is definitely a variant cover. This is um the second printing. Uh no, I'm sorry, second cover, first issue, first uh, edition of the second cover. Wow. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, that's I don't know what it is tonight. I'm just tired and I cannot talk straight. So I picked up. Um, I've added to my pool list the Savage Avengers. Okay. Right on. Because I'm actually a big Black Knight fan. So pushing I, him. Uh, yep. And so I said I'm gonna add that to my list. Here we go with an Iron Man and and Cat. Okay. Who is that on the cover? It's that... um. It's Hellcat. It's Hellcat. Hellcat. Yeah, Hellcat. Oh. You know they're positioning them to get married now. Yep. Really? Yeah. Well, at least we know Tony's probably going to propose to her. I think it actually came out last week. It, I'm it, so I think it did. On that. I think it did. Like I said, I haven't been to my shop, so I'm kind of behind. <laughs> we won't talk. We won't talk about that. Moving on. <laughs> you didn't hear that. <laughs> so I picked this up because I love this art type of artwork. Oh, um, dude! See on my wall, the very top uh, second one in. It's the Wolverine against the yellow background. Yeah, this is the the Black Panther against the black the black background, and it just pops. It just stands out to me. That looks gorgeous. I paid seven bucks. It it was worth it. Can't go wrong. Gorgeous. Worth it. Gorgeous. So I have a Venom scroll. Yeah. Okay. And scroll covers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the big theme that they're doing right now is the scroll variants. Yep. So I got the Captain America in the like an Iron Man suit for him. Is that the Iron? That's an Iron Man suit for him. That's not the Iron Patriot. Really? It looks like the Iron Patriot, but I, I have not read this one yet. So it looks like the Iron Patriot, but it's definitely an Iron Man suit. Wow. Interesting. It's very much um, similar to the Iron Patriot suit from the uh, movie. So, gotcha. Okay. Not Norman Osborn's then. Correct. And of course, we got the Poison Ivy. Can't go oh, wrong yeah. with that. <laughs> definitely, I definitely like this book. That was good. That was a good read. So I would say definitely pick that up. These next two I have not read, but I picked up because of just cover alone. We got the Spider Hulk. Ooh. Okay. Sal, out of anything you've shown so far, or any of those your books of the week, or has that yet to come up? Nope, has not yet to come up yet. Okay. okay. Not come up yet. That was that was a Spider Hulk one shot, right? Or was it a is it a three part or was it a one shot? Because I think I've got it back in shot. a different cover. It does not say one shot. So this is I think uh the, the mini. I don't think this is an ongoing. Okay. 
Yeah, I kind of, I think I, I think I bought that. And yeah, I think the story was pretty good. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, sorry for interrupting. But, oh, it's okay. No problem, man. So I have another spider hole. Look at that. Yeah, nice. This is number six. Wow. So I, I picked this up. I'm not really for the collecting hole, but I couldn't resist those covers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. Big fan of that one. And now for my book of the week. This one's a pretty thick one. It's good. It's good. Uh, it's called uh, Mandalorian Mayhem: Attack of the Clones Anniversary Issue. Star Wars. Ooh, ooh! Wow! Oh, amazing! Tell me so the name one of that is... one more time. Yep. Hang on. You said that was an anniversary issue. Yes, it is. It's thick. It's a thick book. Uh, I don't know how many pages are off my head. Yeah, I'm taking note of that one book. also. Um, it is a Star Wars Insider number 210 version of Photo Variant. That's what it's called. Star Wars Insider Star Wars, Star number, Wars Insider number mm-hmm. 210. In Virgin Photo Variant. Yep. So they made, according to the, uh, the card stock there, they made 400. You know, for her on this particular day, so, <laughs> I always feel like that's not a true, accurate reading. It can't be only four hundred books of this in, in the known universe. Right. To me, that's just silly. I mean, there's <laughs> probably made like four hundred for this particular situation, but they made probably another six thousand of this book. So you know? why is that your book of the week, Sal? I just love the art. I love the art, and I've just you know, ever since the Mandalorian show, I just been hooked on anything mandalorian <laughs> i really have i hide your pain. poster tone don't let sal see that poster i'm just saying okay uh, I, and i think out of all the star wars work personally that's come out on disney plus the mandalorian has been the class of it um yeah. uh yeah. and uh I, yeah that, enough said. I got to Stan Lee that. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> enough said. Mm-hmm. Well, Sal, does that cover your books for the week? No. We've got slabby goodness now. Well, before we uh, get okay. into slabs, why don't you go ahead and let people know one more time about your YouTube channel? Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. It's called Sal's uh, Comic Corner. And I go through and I talk about slabs. I, I talk about how I made my display wall and what I used and some tips and tricks on, on creating what, uh, what I did up there at a very cheap price, mind you. Um, I try to make sure it's not you know, incredibly expensive. Um, on another video, I actually went through uh, and showed you look, well, what to go through in a book when you're looking to make the decision on grading or not grading. So I bought a couple of uh, dollar books from the LCS and I actually destroyed them in a certain way. So when you're actually flipping through the book, you can actually see, oh, this has got a crease, this has got a bend. You know, and that way it could help you make a better decision if you wanted to actually send a book off to be graded. Because in the past, I'd like sent the book off, you know, because I didn't know and I didn't look at it. It comes back at a six or a seven. And I'm like, well, that's kind of disappointing, but you know, it is what it is. But now if you look through the book, you can actually make a, try to make a better judgment call on books that you want to send off. Right. Uh, in future videos, I actually want to go through and show you how to um, open up a slab if you wanted to do anything else with it maybe get it pressed maybe get it signed and that sort of thing right so the, the channel is called sal's comic corner so please check it out uh if you got cost, uh, questions in the cop co- added to the comments 
I'll be more than happy to answer anything you got. Yep. And uh, the link for Sal's channel is uh, in Twitch chat right now. If you're watching this on YouTube, it is in the comments or it is in the description of this video. And you can click that link and also find it in our featured channels list on the Codex Station. Thank so you very without, much. Hey, no problem, Sal. Without further ado, why don't you go ahead and show us those uh, slams? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start off with Batman. We got a Batman bomb. Uh, one. I'm done. I'm <laughs> homage cover yeah yep. and honestly i'm kind of 50 50 on homage covers i either really like it or i just i'm like sick of it That's and this is 9.8 this is a 9.8 it's unsigned it's created by cgc and usually they usually tell you what it's in there this is a uh bodge donovic variant cover and it actually says uh spider-man number one uh uh, uh cover how much on it yeah in the comments yeah got almighty tone we're done Sounds <laughs> off the hold show. on hold on <laughs> this one's this one's actually you're gonna love this one because this is one i just love um this one is batman 1039 okay Ooh. and to me this this a lot of the reason why I'm, I do slabbing, oh, it's a bad glare. Sorry about the glare. That's a 9.82, right? Yep. That is correct. I'm going to pull it back just a little bit. Sorry. And lift it up some. Is that the B variant, Sal? You know, that stance he's in reminds me of the way the animated yeah. series uh, Batman ends, where he's uh, at the very end, where he's standing on the rooftop, the wind. And the, the lightning is striking. The lightning, yeah. That's okay. what it reminds me of. Yep, yep, and I got a I got a good story for you at the end of this about that about that particular you know situation. Right so on. this a lot of reason why I do slab is I really enjoy the artwork and I really feel like it needs to be displayed and put out to be shown, just like any other art that you would hang on your wall, you know. Mm -hmm. So this to me encapsulates the essence of Batman. I mean, I just feel like when you look at this cover, you can you just, it just screams it's this is Batman. That, nice. you, obviously, you can tell it, but it, his character it alone just, nice. it just pops to me. It pops to me, you know. Right. right. So I've been recently getting into Moon Knight. So sorry, Jamie. Look at this one. I got this one. Ooh, number oh. one. Oh, look at that. That's a beautiful variant. Yep. This is also a variant. This is uh. Let me see which one this is. And the nine point eight, the is, big uh, nine point eight. This is actually spaces. the third, third uh, variant, or third cover, I should say. Wow. First one's A. Cover so C. This is third cover, cover B. C. Ooh. Cover C. Cover C. Okay. Right on. All right. Next up is good old Scream. Scream. Ooh. I'm a big uh, Venom fan, as and you can probably see from my handle. What's the grade on that? That's also 9.8. Everything's 9.8. Uh, Sal, Stop. real quick, explain to people what that means. Okay, so um, each pressing company, uh, CGC and CBCS, have grades that they assign uh, to books. Now they've gone through, they've checked it out, and they said that this is a 9.8. And what that means is this is like a near mint book. This is almost in perfect condition. Uh, I've never actually had a 10. I've seen 10s. I've even seen 9.9s. I do not own any, but I have okay. seen them. So they the do exist out there. Are considered near premium mint. quality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
exactly. Me, uh, something that's a 10 had to be something that was that came off the press, happened to be perfect off the press and never shipped anywhere. It's Correct. so difficult to get a 10. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're extremely seen, rare. I yep, they are. I've seen that um the last Ronin folks get a 10 and I've seen the uh, uh the Batman uh black label Batman Damned, number one. Batman, yep, Batman yes. Dan. Yep. A lot of those got tens. Yeah, a lot of those did get tens. So they're so. that's not rare for Batman Dam number one, but everywhere else it's almost impossible to see. We'll save that one for last. We're gonna go with this one next. So I've got oh, oh, I saw that, that at the six? store today. A mega red. Mm-hmm. This is a 9.6. Nice. He was just killing it on that X-Men run. That, that, that art was just popping every issue. It was. Finley, do X-Men. Do whatever you want with X-Men. I'm going to make a naked Russian. Okay. So the only unfortunate <laughs> thing is I don't have the grader's notes. So I don't know why this exactly got a 9.6. You can but request them, be, though. It could be a spine tick, but I can't see anything. It could be uh, a bent page inside the book that I did, you know, I can't tell now, but the corners, the spine, these look, it looks Nine, fantastic. 9.6 is still wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And, I'll, and I'll be honest with you, the grades, I like, the, I like the higher grades, but if there's a good book, which I'm about to show you next, if it's a lower grade, I really don't mind it. You know, if it's really a good book, I'm going to go for it. And this one, I did. Okay. Paid a little bit for this one, so we're not going to talk about that. Sales wallet's crying now. So I got a Chris Claremont sign. Oh, yeah. Days of Future Past. Oof. Okay. And this one's back of the 6 uh, Now, for the people that don't know the slabbing, this is the um, CDC signature series, which means it was probably a private uh, signature uh, event with Chris Claremont. And this book was signed at this, uh, at this particular event. And it's a 6.0, but they don't, unfortunately, again, they do not tell me why. And I do not, because I, I didn't grade the book myself. So I don't know. I, I didn't purchase the, um, the grader's notes. The grader's notes are a separate uh, feature when you're um, submitting a book. I believe they're 5 or $10 more. I don't know if those prices have changed, but you can actually pay a little bit more and actually get the notes from the graders to say what was wrong with the book. Sal, uh, just put that in a Gemini mailer and send it to me because I need that to complete my uncanny run. So <laughs> as, as soon as you get to the post office, it'll be all right. It's, tell you what, I'll, I'll send you a, I'll send you a reader copy. Oh, uh, okay. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see if I have one more. Do I have one more? No, those are other books. I am done. That is all I have for you tonight. Well, wow. all right. That's outstanding. Yeah, Thank fantastic. You. But that takes us into our first topic of the night. And Sal, you had some CGC slash CBCS information that you wanted to go over. I do. So um, I'm going to start with CBCS because they're the, uh, this is what came out. They um, they offered now a new tier of grading, and it's called the Super Express. Super okay. Express, okay? <laughs> Not, so they have Standard, they have Express, they have Express Plus, and now they have Super Express. Now this, now these books are, um, these prices vary on the age of the book. So obviously the older, older the book is, the more money this is gonna run you. Mm -hmm. Everything now is listed on their site, you just have to look it up. But this is the first time I've actually seen a Super Express option. 
Now the super express option means the turnaround time will be one day, if you can believe it. Wow. One one day to turn it around. How are they gonna pull that off when they can't get book shipped back in a year? That I this is my biggest complaint about the grading industry. They take so long to actually come back, you know, get books to come back to you that I mean, even I've been like surprised that I get a you know a, a little um no, from one of my facilitators I buy books from or submit books through, they're like, hey, your books came in. You want me to ship them to you? And I'm like, what books did I buy from you now? And he's <laughs> like, oh, this is the ones you submitted for grading last year. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, wow. send them. Listen, you know, that type of thing. So right now, their tiers, their turnaround times for, um, for just grading is like 224 days. That's just to stand. almost a year. And then the and here's the big thing: the the express, which is the next jump up, is 14 days. The express plus is five days, which makes the super express one day. I don't see I don't see how they could pull that off. I don't I, either. I don't either. Now here, listen to this one. Because that's they like also, what what is that like? Getting your books back, counting, processing through the mail there and back in like three weeks. Uh, no, that that does not include the the mailing, as far as I know. This is only the actual process. So the, the mailing it back to you is still another X number of days to come Six to you. Six months. Yeah. <laughs> they still have, you know, slow boat type of situation probably. Wow. So they have they also on their site, this is still CBCS. Mm -hmm. They actually have um, the turnaround times for the pressing. So now when you send the book in, you can say, hey, this book needs a pressing. Give me a pressing and a grading. So of course the pressing, oh my God, you're going to love this. Right now, the standard turnaround time is 490 days for this the standard. That's a year and a half. Yeah. To then press. You on, then you add on the grading. So personally, I would not press through the companies just because of the turnaround time, period. There are plenty of facilitators out there that will uh, press the book for you. And you just have to look around, start asking questions, get some references. You know, they'll show pictures of uh, before and after works. And those guys usually turn around within one week. And the benefit to that is those guys usually, um, at least as far as I, I, the ones I've dealt with, can actually turn around and submit it to you for you to the grading company. So it kind of, you know, they're taking care of it for you. They're taking care of all of it. No. Now, now, their prices may be a little bit different, but they're not terribly uh, drastically different you know what i'm saying you might pay five or ten dollars more than sending mm -hmm. it through the companies that's better than waiting a year and that, a half though exactly right. exactly right so the the turnaround time right now for the super express um pressing is seven days so eight days total for super express press and uh grading on one day and then that's not counting shipping and return so you want to do you want to hear the prices on it uh, go for it <laughs> so for a new book which is anything from 2001 to present the super express is 250 dollars a book okay this jumps oh. up this jumps up when it gets to vintage books which is pre-75 pre i'm um, sorry pre-1975 those books you're sending in better be 9.8 at a minimum <laughs> for the wait time and the, all these money all this money yeah so the super express for vintage is five is five hundred dollars a book? You lie! <laughs> Evil numbers. 
sorry, I'm just a, uh, you know. <laughs> so, so five hundred. So you're saying you do you you use Super Express weekly, right? Yep, I do not. sir. I I will use I will use the Express, which is sixty dollars a book. I may actually change it to go Express Plus because it's only fifteen dollars more, mm-hmm. making it seventy-five dollars a book. So, okay. uh, Sal, how does that compare with CGC stuff? So, with CGC, um, their prices are kind of similar. I'm trying to see if I can find something really quick. Hey, well, here, let me ask you this: uh, yeah. with the current turnaround time for CBCS and Time Out, be right back, guys. Go All for right. it. Uh, for current turnaround time for CGC and CBCS, is it just a safe assumption to use PGX or EDS? No. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. The, uh, I hear I bought, PGX is really trying to turn their stuff around, though. They may have, but it's going to take a lot of evidence to prove to me otherwise. Yeah. Okay. And so, no, I mean... CGC is probably the premium with CBCS, yes. a very close second, and that's well and good. Um, one of my videos that I would like to do is actually going to show you the cases and the quality of them. To me, they are very close to being identical quality-wise, okay? Um, sure, some, every once in a while, you'll get a slab that, you know, or an encapsulation that's maybe cracked or maybe loose, mm. and you can always send that back and have it redone. The reholdering they don't regrade it they reholder it so you have to send it back all as one piece you know you can't take it out and resend it if you do that then they're regrading it yep okay and you so if you're sending it back grade. in send it back in with the slabs and they'll reholder it for you okay you remember the uh, i'm not sure if you've heard of the newton ring incident where there was newton rings on a lot of uh, yep. books that came back explain uh, to people what that is newton rings are kind of, it's kind of like moisture that's trapped between the book and the uh the inner sleeve okay mm-hmm. well not really the book i'm sorry the inner sleeve and the actual slab case yeah the so when, it, when the water presses down on it it kind of gives you a a ring and it's a rainbow ring it doesn't really take away from the book i've seen them and it doesn't really bother me too much so i mean it's one of those things that's, that's what you like because the book on the inside is is the grade that it states but those newton rings are in between the plastic of the bag it's in and the plastic of the slab itself correct correct yeah and the and the, the sleeve that it's in it's kind of like a, almost like a almost like a top loader plastic mm. store it's similar it's not as not as strong as sturdy but it's very close to that type yeah. of that's the best way i can describe it okay okay and then it's then it's encapsulated in the, in the uh actual plastic all right so what do we got for information on cgc today oh let's see let's see and ladies and gentlemen, while Sal's looking for all that, uh, this is the courtesy reminder to find us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, YouTube, Discord, and podcast streaming platforms. All you got to do is type in the codex station. That's where you'll find us. We got Let's Talk on TikTok. That's brand new. So check it out. New episodes uh, weekly of the podcast, Breaking the Code, Mail Call, Reviews, uh, One Shots, and after darks and so much more so yeah type in at the codex station that's where we'll be and you can also find sal over on his own youtube channel sal's comic corner the link is in chat right now and you can also find it on our featured section on our youtube channel thank you no problem 
All right. So for CGC right now, their their prices are um, a little bit similar for let's say the standard. They have the standard mm-hmm. which is eighty dollars, and they they say their turnaround time is twenty eight days. I don't believe that to be no true. <laughs> no, a lot but, of people are uh, still waiting for books, and I know people sent out books over a year ago. Right. Yep. So there's a um, economy which is pre 1975. Mm-hmm. They say the fee is thirty five dollars plus a fast track of fifteen dollars, so bringing it to um, fifty dollars, and the turnaround time there is two hundred and thirty two days. Jeez. Okay. If it's fast track, they say twenty three days. Okay. That's bananas. So I know that the books that I send out to CGC eventually, probably within the next two weeks, I won't see them until the beginning of next year. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's so that's... CGC um, makes you pay a um, membership fee. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really looked into that too much because I've always had a facilitator. Usually it's about 150 bucks, maybe 200 bucks, or maybe a little bit more. But they give you, let's say, four or three or four uh, free gradings. Yeah. To like kind of like work that out with you with the, uh, so it almost feels like you're not paying for a membership, but you do have to pay for it. Um, CBCS does offer a membership, but it's not required to send in. Okay. Okay. And I don't know if that, if if you are a member, if it's a faster turnaround time, I have not looked that up, but I will. It's part of my, it's part of my uh, research to do later. Okay. You know, when, when, you know, real life can actually give me a break and I can actually look at that. Never. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, go ahead. Just really quick on that turnaround time in your experience or your guesstimation or your informed knowledge, um, Mm -hmm. the reason is it because they don't have enough people doing it? Is it because of issues that were caused across COVID with personnel? Is it because of a, a 90s style comic boom where people think they can make money and, and everybody's sending in everything, expecting it to triple its value, right? What's driving this, this, this turnaround time? I think it's a little bit of everything, Tone. I think it's a little bit of everything. I think COVID did have an impact because people cannot be in the office or their their offices to do the grading so i think they got a backlog of like entries because people kept mailing it in like there was nothing going on mm-hmm. so these things piled up i know i, I know they're in some type of like i don't want to say a clean room but they're probably in a room that's kind of probably uh facilitated to actually check out books properly and not like you know in your basement yeah. you know flipping through pages with your, would, with your cheeto hands sense to make you know? sure that the books are <laughs> so clean. The other thing I think is a lot of these that maybe they don't have enough graders. So they, you know, cause they do, uh, I want to say like double check work. So I'm in, I'm in QA and I, I have someone that comes back behind me and, and double checks what I've tested to see if they get the same results. So I think what happens is it goes to a second or a third grader and they say, okay, yep. First graders uh, notes, he, he's correct. There's three spine ticks. It should be this grade. And then there's another one that does the same process again. So I think as it, as it makes its way through the grading process, I think it slows down as people are backed up, mm, you know, you. that type gotcha. of thing. Um, okay. And to the last point, yes, I think people think that they're going to triple their value. They're going to retire. They got the dark card. Number one, they're sending it in. They're going to retire a millionaire because they think it's going to sell like that. No. And to be honest, 
No, it's not going to sell like that. I think it, a Darkhawk number one would go for, uh, yeah. if it was 9.8 graded, correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe 65 to $85. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, <laughs> see, exactly. Because I think what a lot of people do is they put in the cost of what they paid to right. grade and so, then the value of the book itself. In Exactly, yeah. exactly. So what I, that's one of the factors I do when I'm buying a slab through just a regular Facebook sale or eBay or something like that. Although I, I tend to stay away from eBay. I use it to see the gauge, what the book is being sold at, yeah. you know, cause I go through their sold listings for whatever that book is. And mm-hmm. at that grade. And that's okay? a good so indicator that, to use on what fair market value is at that moment. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And if you're going to buy a, you know, six or seven books from one uh, seller, you know, you can probably work in a little bit of discount. They may cut you a little bit of slack and stuff like that. The, a lot of the Facebook sellers are very friendly and very willing to work with you if you wanted to buy more books from them. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so the reason, you know, the, there are some books that will sell for a lot. You got your, your big keys, you know, Amazing Spider-Man 300. You got your Hulk 180s and Hulk 181s, depending on which one you think is the first appearance. And, um, those books are always going to increase in value. They're not going to skyrocket, but they're going to steadily increase right. and keep going up. Okay. As the books become more rare and there's not a lot out there. Okay. Um, so the reason why I really like the grading is when, if I, if my daughter doesn't want these books and she decides she's going to sell my lot, which is fine with me. I I'm mm-hmm. honestly, that's okay. That won't bother me. Um, I, I want to just interject right there. I'm sorry, Sal. To my family, thou shall never, <laughs> ever sell the books. Thou is a much more caring, compassionate man yeah. than I am. When I pass, I either want them buried with me or you will keep them for eternity. <laughs> and I mean eternity. We, we, we are clear and this to, is on record. I love to, you okay. all. We have all enough right. books to okay, buy Sal, the state of Rhode Island. So, but so I'm going to change my point now to, to Tone's point. They're never going to sell these books. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what I like is that fact is um, whatever book it is, it's going to go for a certain value at a certain grade. Yep. And I'm going to guarantee that that's the price they're going to get at that grade. Whatever it is, 30 years, 40 years from now, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that book is going for for that grade, it's going to get that price as opposed to a raw one, which may or may not go as much. And a raw there's no way exposed more to the elements over time and it's handling. It's and, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. For me. That's right great. on. Tony, you got that's anything else you want to add to that? No, no, that's, that's a great rundown as a guy who's not a slab guy. Uh, I always love hearing uh, Sal talk about it. I have two. Um, and uh, they're both Black Panthers, uh, you know, first appearance of Shuri and the first appearance of Shuri as the Black Panther. Nice. Um, and I've got them up on the wall right here. They're 9.4s. Um, and, uh, and so for me, though, um, uh, I see the convenience in stories. I see the emphasis on the art. Um, Were and, those two that you have graded out of your personal collection? No, I bought them that way. Right um, I bought them already slabbed and uh, and I, I, they were the two I was missing to I, I was trying I'm trying to get a full run of the Black Panther though I've eased off on it now mm-hmm. uh, right now I'm focused on jungle action featuring the Black Panther 
which was the predecessor to the Black Panther series. Uh, I have volume one, I have volume two, I'm working on volume three. I have nice. all of volume four, all of volume five, all of volume six, seven and eight uh, now, eight being the current volume. And so I needed those two to complete my volume. I think it was seven nice. and, and I got them. Uh, the volumes uh, four and volume seven. So I'm okay. good. But um, and that's good what prompted me to get them. What's that? It feels good when you complete a run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, but, um, but you know, I just love hearing Sal talk about them. And I love the emphasis on all. I look at the things on the wall back then. I'm like, oh, they just look so great. You know? Um, I've only got one slab book. And that is uh, Amazing Spider-Man 351, uh, CBCS 9.8. Nice. The only reason nice. I have that is because of uh, sentimental value. It was the first comic book I ever bought oh. with my own money. I got one more point I'd like to make. Uh, going Go to circle it. back to um, Tone, you said that one Batman book reminded you of the uh, Batman uh, opening credit scene from Batman the Animated Series with the lightning strike. That's right. So, um, in another lifetime, I actually worked retail. I worked at Warner Brothers Studio Store, okay. and I got access to a lot of the art. You know, I bought a lot of art from them, and I actually have uh two pieces one's up right now but i have another one put away um i actually have an animation cell from one of the episodes of batman the animated series wow come on after dark i'll i'll break that out and i'll show you so great batman the animated series was one of the last cartoons to be be actually hand drawn so each frame was one thirty second one thirty seconds of a second okay Mm -hmm. and um I actually had the one from the Cape and Cow Conspiracy. And it was very hard to grab or see that scene where it was just perfect. So that scene you see at, at the opening credits, they have that lightning strike come down at the same time. It's impossible, almost impossible to grab as that particular cell, just as the way it's drawn, okay? They never made it. They never made that thing. And I would, every time it would like, they would ask us for input, you know, as a gallery salespeople are like, well, what are people looking for? I always pushed that particular, that particular scene because that is, that would sell like hotcakes. It yeah, would, yeah. I would buy three or four copies myself, yeah. but you know, um, it didn't, you know, they never did it and it is what it is. But the Cape and Cow conspiracy, if you go through, if you watch that episode, he's trapped in a, in a, like a wax museum type thing. He's got the heat lamp on him and he decides to, to destroy the heat lamp with one of the mannequin stands. So he go, he reaches back to throw it like, like, like this. And the cape is popped open. The symbol is a perfect, nice, you know, perfect color. And it's, it's that particular second, you know, nice. it was, it's just a excellent animation. Cell. Right on. So next time on After Dark, great. I'll make sure I break that out. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Well, gentlemen, our time is coming up to the end. We got about 13 minutes left, but I think we can squeeze in one more bit of a conversation. Let's if do you it. guys are up for it. I'm up for it. Well, Tone, this actually is the one that you were talking about today, and that is plagiarizing characters or copycats for yeah. that matter. So why don't you go ahead and give us a rundown of what you're talking about and then give us a couple of examples, and Sal and I will toss our copycats into the mix of that. Okay, sounds great. Well, I wanted to have a little bit of fun. And uh, for the casual fans out there that DC Marvel, DC Marvel, what do you do? What do you do? You got to know these com- these companies compete with each other, and they competed each other. But from the moment Marvel stepped on the scene, DC and Marvel started 
attack started attacking and razzing each other and screwing with each other it's what they do and it's built into the comic culture and we love it as fans right <laughs> and so they literally would create different versions of each other's characters right and try to make their character the better version of it and so uh these are these are these copycat characters and uh and we could always go back and plot a chart to which one came first but some of them are obvious copycats like the namer is an obvious copy of aquaman right uh which one do you like better uh, you could say the angel and the x-men and hawkman are copies of each other they're both characters with wings right that's like you could say that and so you could say green arrow is a copy of hawkman right i, I should say green arrow is a copy of hawkeye so my okay. apologies there right and uh and so um I, we love looking at these copycat characters and saying well which one is better it's an obvious copycat uh and so uh, we hey, a lot of people don't know uh, literally Thanos is a copy of Darkseid from DC yeah. and Marvel's literally sitting around like we need to make a, a villain like that copy him and do him better <laughs> and they created Thanos and we argue on which one is better and so um, out of the copy characters I want to I am know, team Thanos right. all day long just and, putting that out there because and, uh, uh, Dr. Strange and Dr. Fate right uh, mm -hmm. which is part now really quick when we talk about the cinematic universes everybody knows me to including the crew here at codex station knows i'm always screaming at why does dc consistently let marvel get uh the character out first so now if they come back and do their character people are going to think they're copying marvel when some of the D many of the dc characters predate the marvel characters mm -hmm. right yeah. if dc if DC puts out Dr. Fate, who you're going to see in the upcoming uh, uh, Black Adam movie, right? People are going to say, that's just DC copying Dr. Strange, is it? Um, Actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I wanted to talk about who. what's your favorite kind of copycat argument and who do you think wins? Well, I am going to throw my first uh, example into the ring. And this one's a pretty obvious one and that is Deathstroke and Deadpool Ooh. so uh, for those of you that don't know Deathstroke the Terminator is a character that came out in uh, all new Teen Titans number two I believe yep. and he is the guy that has had one half of his face purple uh, black the other half is orange that's his mask Deathstroke the Terminator he hates the Titans hates Dick Grayson Nightwing more so than anybody else but dude is a master assassin, master hand-to-hand -hand combatant, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, one of the premier DC villains. Well, in the 90s, uh, oh, and his name is uh, Slade Wilson. Yes. Well, in the 90s, uh, Rob Liefeld, in all his infinite wisdom, uh, was like, I'm going to make a Deathstroke for, for Marvel, and I'm going to call him Wade uh, Wilson. And I'm going to name him Deadpool. And he's going to be a master assassin and a hand-to-hand -hand combatant. But he's going to be a mutant, too. And he's going to have the healing factor. And, yeah, he's, he's going to wisecrack jokes. So we'll throw him out there. Yeah, so uh, Deadpool is a carbon copy of Deathstroke the Terminator. Thank God he has turned into his own character from New Mutants 98 to whatever he is now and they love him or hate him he is not an original idea he came direct from Deathstroke the Terminator himself uh, another one that I can think of this is more of a team thing 
uh, Justice League and the Avengers. Or even if you go uh, same company, JSA and the JLA, the Justice Society of America and the Justice League. So that's two that I can think of off the top of my head. Tony, you look like you uh, want to disagree with that. Well, that last one, because uh, one of the things I was actually going to talk a little bit about on Comics 101, uh, put a, I'll put a pin in that and make sure I get it <laughs> for you fans out there later, um, is that I don't really, that very last one, the JSA and the JLA, I don't say that just because DC's and like most of their team structure is based in, in the same, uh, kind of all their teams are structured the same, right? If yeah. you look at the Justice League, and I've, I've maintained, which a lot of people just shocks me, don't really think about, they're completely built on the pantheon of gods. They meant to represent the Greek gods, right? Yeah, so Superman would be Zeus before. and Wonder Woman would be Hera and Batman would be Hades and Aquaman would be Poseidon, right? Uh, Flash would be Mercury and, uh, and, and Green Lantern would be Hephaestus, right? Who can forge anything. And, and so the Justice League are really uh, the seven, uh, the Greek gods, right? And mm -hmm. every team supports that. The Titans are their junior counterparts and Young Justice are their junior, junior counterparts, yeah. right? The JSA are their senior counterparts. And so there's a version of Superman on, on, the, on the JSA and there's a version of Wonder Woman, normally her mother on the JSA. Uh, there's a version of Flash, normally uh, Jay Garrick or Johnny Quick on the JSA, right? Well, uh, okay. Uh, to, to kind of change my thought process a little bit on that, would you consider the Justice League and the Injustice League to be copycats? The Injustice League, like uh, uh, Ultraman and Superwoman and uh, those versions on Earth 3, the evil versions of the heroes? I think they are, but I think there's a fundamental difference, which is if you go in comic company, right then yeah you could immediately shunt, uh, shunt that multiverse right right but outside a comic company is eh, we're going to do this better than you right God. okay okay it's kind of the it's kind of marvel going mm, right or dc going yeah right and that <laughs> brings up a uh, squadron supreme yes exactly yeah squadron supreme would be the perfect i think uh uh copycat or plagiarism of of uh, dc's justice league because they have a Superman and a Wonder Woman and Hyperion. a Batman and a Flash and uh, on that team in Marvel. A lot of people don't know about the Squadron Supreme. I told you, Marvel is much more than the <laughs> Avengers, people. Much more than the Avengers. So. Sal, what do you got? Toss some names out there. All right. I got a couple of obscure ones that I'll throw out. I think uh, Catwoman and Black Cat, I think, are copycats. Yeah. You know, uh, they both kind of use... Which What's one do you up? think is best? Which one do you like like better? I'm gonna go with Black Cat. I'm gonna go with Black Cat. Sounds like, like a guy. <laughs> I like I like the fact that she had the bad luck powers. Yep. Okay. Does she still have those? You know what? Or have they taken those away? And she's I think they take. I think the they take them away. She's gonna become more of a prime boss than than, yeah. than a you know antagonist with Spider Man. Gotcha. So yeah, which I um, love. What's that? Which I love. I love oh, yeah, yeah. party. Yep. yep so, okay. Yep. Catwoman and Black Cat. Who else you got? So I got uh, this one's kind of obscure, but it's going to be um, Rain Sinclair and Anthony Lupus. Both ah. are werewolf characters. Ah, you're absolutely right. I had not okay. thought about that. So uh, is one of those, I'm, I'm less familiar with them too. So is one werewolf by night? No, I don't no, think okay. so. Uh, when, I, um, when I was looking up characters, because I was trying to think, 
who's on the side that I can think of on the side that's not the big seven, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go with the big seven because those are pretty obvious to me. So right. I was trying to find characters that are very similar in looks and 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 just how they, I guess, change or shape shift. Well, here's... So, Oh, go ahead. I'm oh, okay. So I found these two, and I I, I haven't looked too much in Anthony Lupus. He's the DC side. Rain Sinclair is obviously uh, uh, on the New Mutant side, mm-hmm. and oh, Wolfsbane. Wolfsbane. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and I think she was a little bit on the X Men uh, animated series back yeah. in the nineties. Just, a, just big a tiny part bit of uh, X Factor during. Yeah, Peter part David of X Factor, but I think. The impression I got, see, I don't really read her too much. So the impression I got for her is the more she fought as Wolfsbane, the more wolf she became, mm-hmm. you know, that type of situation. And I think that was the same for Anthony Lupus, but I don't know his character name. So I'm looking into that. See, that's, gotcha. uh, but from what I read, they look very similar. Um, uh, I here, was gonna, here, what, sorry. Oh, uh, here's some more uh, yeah. copycats. Uh, the Comedian. And Captain America. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Night Owl and Batman. Yeah, um, that's uh, that same company. Uh, let's talk about uh, Silk Spectre and Black Widow. Um, I I think that that's more uh, close to what it would be than than Silk Spectre being somebody else because Silk Spectre didn't have powers, neither did Black Widow. I think that those might be. That's kind of a stretch. Scratch that. Um, but uh, <laughs> let's see who else off a of Watchmen. Uh, Doctor Manhattan, I think, is more original than anything else. I don't think anybody is close to him. Oh, uh, Sentry and uh, Superman. Well, I could say Doctor Manhattan from DC now mm-hmm. very easily. Owen Reese, the Molecule Man. I was thinking the Molecule Man. I was Ooh. just thinking that. Yeah. Do yeah. they have the same kind of power sets though? Yeah, they both rearrange matter at a molecular level. Yep. Wow. Okay. Okay. One's 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 a scientist and one's a yeah. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's here's speaking of scientists and idiot, uh, the Adam from DC and Scott Lang Ant Man from Marvel. That was, that was one of the ones I was going to say, and I, I fall squarely on the Adam side of that. I like Ray Palmer as a character <laughs> much better. Than Hank Pym as Ant Man. Really? Yeah. See, I'm uh, on the I'm on the opposite side. No, oh, I'm gonna okay, side okay. with you on that tone. Palmer is the scientist scientist in the DC universe, and he's only Ant Man because uh, the Justice League tells him he has to be. And he's like, dude, I don't want to do that. I want to stay in the white coat and <laughs> and go dissect this demogorgon over here. I want to look at that. No, Palmer, we need you to go into uh, Martian Manhunter's molecules and figure them out. All right. <laughs> and I'm going to throw out the GL Corpse and the Nova Corp. That's right. That's a great example. Right. That's right a good one. Both space cops. Both yep. have one has a ring, one has a helmet. Right. Yep. Both get cosmic powers that allow them to do all types of things. Uh, and uh, and so uh, personally, right, uh, I can I can I can feel Jamie staring at my <laughs> assessment of this right now. I, I feel the pressure, Jamie, but it's not necessary. I definitely love the GL Corps way more than that. I love the Nova Corps. I want to see Marvel do more with the Nova Corps, but uh, yes, yeah, uh, but uh, and I, I love Richard Ryder. I love Sam Ryder, uh, uh, the kid Sam also, but I love Richard Ryder as a character. But I think the GL is it, just so fundamental to what DC does. 
Um, now, what do you think about uh, Solomon Grundy and the Hulk? Do you think that that's a possibility for copycats or no? That is possible. I hadn't considered that. I hadn't considered that one either. That's a good one. Because I was just thinking yeah. about that. Like Solomon Grundy came out before the Hulk did, if I remember right. Yeah. And But, you know, on that one, I, I hadn't even considered it. I could see it now that you say it. But I would mm. go the Hulk all day on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The same thing with uh, Swamp Thing and Man Thing, right? Uh, I, I Swamp, think... Swamp Thing, to me, just trounces Man Thing as a character. I think Man Thing debuted first, but the concept for Swamp Thing was created before Man Thing was put out on shelves. If I remember right, I'm, I'm pretty confident the concept of all of that was Swamp Thing at DC, but Marvel got Man-Thing out on store shelves first. And uh, the last one I'm gonna say, I said it earlier, but I, I, did, I think this one is funny. It makes me laugh. Hawkman from DC versus Angel Warren Worthington, right? Hawkman, all the way. And and Hawkman, uh, Carter Hall as a, as a character just trounces uh, Warren Wor yeah. Worthington as a character. And um, I love Hawkman more than I love Angel. <laughs> Asterisk. I'm waiting for it because I'm going to say the same thing. I love Archangel yeah. more than Hawkman, right? And when they finally, when Marvel kind of looked at Warren Worthen and said, he flies. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> and he's rich. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, like, there's not a lot here. And, um, like, let's do something to spice this character up and the apocalypse gets his hands on him and uh and uh and, and he births uh archangel out of him i love classic archangel and uh definitely a, a character i like more than carter hall hogman wow. um i said that was the last no we didn't talk about the big one thanos and dark side right on we will use that as our last topic of conversation too and what yeah. a way to end it so tone give us your thoughts on that thanos and dark side um i think thanos is a great villain he's been developed into a great villain as people love to point out uh he, you know the old thanos copter occasionally makes an appearance on uh the internet uh and thanos being uh, ushered away in handcuffs by the cops and occasionally uh new york's finest yeah and uh, thanos copter was in an episode of loki too so yeah and so uh and so uh i love what thanos has been developed into as a villain um, but dark side is I'm a dark side guy all the way. And when you explain to someone that dark side that you've seen the Justice League beat, they've never actually beat dark side because he's a multiversal entity. He, he, he has to manifest a, uh, an avatar of himself into reality for you to interact with. Um, I thought that's, that's just completely badass. I go, I go dark side all the way. Uh, Sal, what do you got on that? I'm gonna also go with Dark Side as well. Uh, just the the presence he comes off with, I think it was much better than whatever Thanos could ever come up with. Oh yeah, uh, I think that uh, as much as I love Thanos, and I think I even said I was Team Thanos in the beginning, uh, I was lying. Uh, Dark Side all the way. Uh, if you if you really took both of those characters, like Thanos at his peak. Uh, and dark side at his peak and really put them together and let them duke it out i think when all was said and done dark side may have broken a little bit of his sweat but when the dust clears he's got 
old a Thanos by the collar and he's it's over. Is this the best the Marvel Universe has to offer? <laughs> just, just for the fans out there that can't wrap your heads around this and your MCU fans, maybe not comic fans, just think about this. Uh, forget what you've seen in the cartoons where Superman mm-hmm. slaps Dark Side around, push all that to the side for a he second. He allows that to happen. For the comics, when you see Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, right, with the gems that gives him the power to wipe out half of the universe with the snap, right? He had to go get a gauntlet, get a tool to get that power. Darkseid is already that level of power. Yeah. <laughs> Without the tool, you can't even compete with Darkseid. No, no, absolutely not. Well, all right, gentlemen, this has been two hours of wonderful conversation Ooh. and such a good time. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm ready to go eat some ramen noodles out of the microwave. Or no, Tone, you've got a recipe book. I'm coming over to your house and we're gonna <laughs> cook some ramen noodles. I got the packages ready to go. All right. Before we get out of here, Sal, one more time, let people know where they can find you on YouTube. All right, thank you. Uh, it's a call, it's a channel on YouTube called Sal's Comic Corner. And I basically talk about slabs and getting um, books prepped for slabbing and what to look for if you want to think about slabbing. So uh, come take a look. Tell me what you think. Ask some questions. I'm open to anything. Absolutely, guys. And that link is in the comment section here on Twitch. If you're watching on YouTube, it will be in the description. And you can also find him there on our featured channels list at the Codex Station. Uh, Tone, before we get out of here, do you have anything you want to say to our wonderful viewing audience that is watching right now? Just to thank you all for taking the time to tune in and watch us and uh, and fellowship and share this time with us tonight. I hope you have a happy 4th of July. I hope you spend it in a spirit of celebration, not just with your family and your friends, but also in celebration of the country we live in with all the warts, with all the ugliness, with all the challenges. And let's keep working to make America a better place. And I always tie this back to the heroes, right? These heroes aspire to be the best versions of themselves. And that's why they inspire us and we love to read about them. And I challenge you to go out and aspire to be the best version of yourself as you engage with your family and friends. Remember here at the Codex Station, we love comics and we love heroes and you are a hero. Right on. And guys, you know what I'm going to close this out with. Don't forget to find us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Discord, podcast streaming platforms. All you got to do is type in the Codex Station and that is where you will find us. Uh, so once again, don't forget, we have merchandise. Sal, you're wearing some of that right now. Yep. Take a look at that. Merch. The link is in the chat right now, Teespring. All you got to do is click on that and go there. And it will also be in the description on the YouTube version of this also. Once again, guys, my name is Tim. Down below is Tone Super, the Sci-Fi Swordsman. The guy on either side of my fingers is Sal Rowe. This is Codex After Dark. Jamie, we'll see you in two weeks. Uh, And this is the Codex Station. We'll see you all next time. Amazing power. (laughs) Spider-Man, Spider-Man. When Captain America throws his shield. There it is, Sal, saying I got it. I didn't stop the stream yet. (laughs) Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night. Enjoy your 4th of July.
Enjoy.